Hello and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 317 for patch 6.2. We are a podcast about World of Warcraft and the rest of the Blizzard universe. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. And this is Root, coming up here on episode number 317 of HearthCast. Your toy box is getting some new toys. We peek at some IRL WoW recipes and help me hatch a plan to get Mrs. Root playing Diablo. So, hey there, Freckleface. Hey there, Root. How has your week been in this wonderful universe of Blizzard? It's been a good week. Yay! Yeah, you know, I made this arena deck in Hearthstone. It was a hunter deck. And I didn't think it was that good of a deck. Didn't have any legendaries. Didn't have any crazy combos. But I got eight wins on it. Were you playing the meta really well, or? I don't know that there is a meta for the arena. Oh, okay. As, um, you basically, you pick one of three cards 30 times, and that's how you build uh, your deck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know what's going to be offered to you later. True. Uh, a little tricky. But before that, my record was seven. So I was pretty happy. Well, that's plus one. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. I did math. <laughs> I've been playing some hots. And um, I'm going to need you to look in that little mini fridge right there. Right. Look in our fridge across the studio here? Yeah. In our stickered-laden fridge. Sticker-laden fridge. By the way, we are still accepting stickers. If you have a podcast or a business with the stickers, you can send them in to us for our uh, fridge There's a little bit studio. of real estate left. <laughs> There's a little bit of real estate in that fridge. All right. I have to look in that fridge? Yeah. All right. Hang on a second. Okay. Go out of the fridge. I see some monsters. I see some uh, red... We have a lot of energy drinks in here, Freck. Oh, wait. There's a Starbucks. Did there you is. go to Starbucks today? I did. Why'd you go to Starbucks today? Well, I owed you a caramel macchiato. You owed me a caramel macchiato? Yeah. For I what? Did. Hang Our, on. That's mine? Yeah, that's right. yours. Well, What's this for? That's for our bet. What bet? You bet me I couldn't go three months without buying any Heroes of the Storm skins. <laughs> I remember this. Uh, you didn't make it, did you? No, I didn't make it. Oh, chromey, right? Chromey. <laughs> <laughs> With her little. Ah. Fell Queen skin. This is nice little yeah. caramel macchiato. Oh, good. Triple Vinci? That's what you wanted. I want to be so jacked tonight. <laughs> you better be up later on because I'm having this right now. Uh-huh. You better be up later on to like- You can be texting me 11 p.m. Let's 11? play some Diablo. More like one. That's late for you. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> mm. That's good right there. Is that good stuff? I'm breaking podcast rules and drinking while we're yeah. recording. Well, I know that's your drink. This is what we bet. A caramel macchiato. Yep. A minty one. Yep. Three, how long did you last? Three weeks? Uh, no, longer than that. It was about a month and a half. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I knew you couldn't make it. <laughs> they got you. They, they did got get you. me. I know. I know. They got me. So is she pretty? She's very pretty. She's very cute. Very cute. All right. Goodness. Um, she's not that powerful yet. She can be powerful if you play her just right. I like that, though, because I hate the fact, what I don't like is when Blizzard comes out with a new hero in any game, it makes them like the bomb diggity can't be beaten. Right. Because then everybody goes and plays them, 
and it just it wrecks it for everybody else. So I like it when they're like, okay, this takes some skill. It does, but regardless, their goal is to have every hero have between the 45 and 55% win rate. Mm. Yeah, you know what Garrett talked about that last week, if you listen yeah. to our, when we interviewed him at the Hearthstone tournament. Right. He said when he gets close to like a 50% win rate, he knows to change. And that's what that's about. So it, Right, and so it applies to other games, even Heroes of the Storm. And right now she's below that, so we'll probably see her uh, get buffed pretty soon. Sure. Yeah. That'd be exciting. You enjoying that? I am. Thank you for yeah. pausing and letting me take a drink of the caramel macchiato. <laughs> well, tell me about your week. Well, first, I won this incredible bet. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how that happens. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's been a good week. Um, I'm continuing to visit my, my garrisons multiple times a day. If you listen to the uh, podcast last week. Uh, I am like heads over heels in love with Splash Top. It enables me to go and visit my garrisons from my phone uh, on a multiple times a day. I don't always do it from my phone though. If I have time to jump on it from my computer, I will because it's you know it's easier from my computer. So I got I got big big hands, and even on the Nexus, it's kind of difficult sometimes to hit the right buttons. But there's a little bit of, it's like first world gaming problems. I have too much stuff, too much junk coming back from these missions I'm doing. <laughs> too many resources? Yeah, well, yeah, I ran, yeah, I've capped on two tunes. Okay. Uh, with resources. If only there's something to do with those. I'm, I'm, well, I am now. <laughs> yeah. And you also get, I get like a bunch of those, uh, the boxes, the treasure, not the treasure mission, but the, the salvage. The salvage. Yeah, I get a yeah. bunch of the salvage yard mission boxes. And I've never had success in selling any of that stuff. Like, some of the stuff will say, oh, this sells for 500 gold. Like, yeah, I never sell it. It doesn't sell. No. So now, dumb me, I realized that, you know, fruit is an, uh, an enchanter. So now I'm sending all the stuff that disenchants for more than it sells to a vendor to, to fruit to disenchant. Brutal, who is my uh, Pandaren monk, he is now ready for normal mode rating. And the guild that he is in is about to start normal mode rating. Now, a little bit of a recap here. I've only spoken Spanish in that guild. <laughs> and I'm about to raid with them. I know I have to break the gig. I've got to No, let... you don't. I can't raid in Spanish. Sure I, was... you can. I can't. I will say you something. Can try. I will say something in English. I already caught myself. I said something English in general. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but nobody in my guild caught it. So I was like, okay. okay. just because you know a little bit of English, that could just mean that you're <laughs> learning it. But okay. You don't have to unveil yourself. You just, you know, speak English like you just learned a few words here and there. All right. So we, if we're in voice chat. You expect me to do an accent? Yes. <laughs> I demand it. <laughs> 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 you know what to do. Look, here. I know you want to. I know you love long cons. <laughs> it is a long con. I am really playing a long con. I'm hoping for the uh, the sympathy vote here, and they'll give me something. I don't know. They'll feel bad because I think you should watch some YouTube videos. All right. Okay, and just pick out a couple of phrases. So, like, speak in Spanish, and then just say some English phrases. There's a YouTube video. Uh, I, I hate doing this, but I'm going to break one of our podcast rules. I'm going to talk about something I haven't researched. Because we research everything on this <laughs> of show. Of course. This guy spent his entire speech class. He he is Mexican-American, I believe. Hispanic-American, anyhow. 
Latino American? Would that be the better? Okay. Latino American. Depends on if he's a Mexican or not. Say Let, he's Mexican American, he's from Puerto Rico, then. He, let's just say Latino American. <laughs> okay. For lack of any of. He's Hispanic. I guess. American. Hispanic American. So, anyhow, he spends <laughs> his entire class, college class, speech class in college, speaking with a heavy Spanish accent. On his final speech in class, he is doing a spray. He has this, like, you know, banaca spray type stuff. Just bizarre little just breath spray. Okay. And he, talk, he talks about how it's the accent remover spray. <laughs> and he starts talking in a very heavy, heavy accent as he's done his entire class. And in the portion of his uh, speech, he sprays the spray in his mouth as the accent remover. And then he talks in his normal <laughs> non-accent having American voice and floors the classroom. <laughs> Uh, to the point where people were coming up to him afterwards, going, "How did you? How did you f- do that American accent so well?" He's like, "No, no, you, I, I'm American." <laughs> <laughs> that the whole Spanish thing was the joke here. Wow! I'll have to dig that up, but I will put uh, in our show notes, or I'll put it up on our when we post our our three seventeen. I will put that in there. So, good times. Very funny video. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I think I'm just have to let him know for acting. Speaking, <laughs> I can't do it. You can't. I'll mess up. Uh, you'd be more relaxed if you're just able to raid normally. Yeah, I'm going to die anyhow. Soy muerto. Really? Como se dice? Ay, me lo Anyhow, um, update. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about uh, games that would make bad movies. And I mentioned that the Angry Birds game was making a movie, and you said, what would it be about? And I basically said, Angry Birds, Angry at uh, Pigs. Well, I was wrong. You are wrong? Apparently the plot of the Angry Birds movie, it's a movie about three outcast birds on an island of happier birds who all meet in the anger management class. So the three Angry Birds meet in anger management class. <laughs> and, uh Yeah. So yeah. here's the problem. Okay. It's being self-produced. So the company that owns Angry Birds owns all the rights to Angry Birds and has enough money laying around to produce their own movie. So when that happens, the creative input and the say-so and the discussion about what is right and what makes a good movie, it goes out the window. Which means this studio is making a movie for themselves. It's going to tank. Flip over to the Warcraft movie. Legendary is involved. That means decisions go through Legendary, who actually have a good track record making movies. So Chris Metzen could come in and go, I have a great idea. What we should do is this. And they'll go, Chris, 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 relax. Good idea. This is why it won't work. In our 50 years experience, whatever it might be, this is why we can't tell that particular part of that story because it just doesn't translate well. These folks don't have that. They're just telling their own little story about uh, Angry Birds. So, eh, we'll see. I'm not really going to line up to go see that one, but I have a feeling Rotten Tomatoes will uh, not score it very highly. They're making the movie on Tetris. What? Yeah. What? I mean, <laughs> I just... It's got to be some kind of a war movie, I'm guessing. Russian I guess war. So. Like that, I don't know. What or it do could th- be that thing when you come home from the grocery store and you're trying to fit the food in your fridge, <laughs> but there's already food in your fridge. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, in my world, it's stacking stuff in the back of, you know, like all all the networking gear and equipment uh-huh. into the back of a car. Ah. That works. I don't know. I just it, it, It's a war movie. It's a Russian war movie. That's <laughs> all I can, that's all it's going to be. It's a... We want to give a big thank you to our Patreon supporters out there. Spanky Hunter, Kovrova, Mark Graham, and Joe Zach right now for their awesome support that they are showing to the show. Absolutely. Thank you for your patronage and support of HearthCast. Our show and studio is able to grow because of your generosity. We understand the value of a hard-earned dollar and sincerely thank you for your support. Frack, if you've been struggling with bag space because of all those collectible items you've gotten off of different mobs, rare mobs, and sometimes quest mobs, and just those things that do stuff. Yeah. I I do struggle with that. Well, I got some good news for you. I know you've been collecting these across all these expansions, across Burning Crusade, across Pandaria, across Cataclysm, across Mob, all of them. A lot of those items are going to be converted to toys, which means they're going to find a new home in your toy interface, not bag space. So they're going to be taken out of your bags. That's fantastic. Because there's a lot of these items that I've just been holding on to, even though they're not super useful. But I don't want to get rid of them. I'm the same way. So for Warlords, we have the ever-shifting mirror, the bottomless stegon and mushroom brew. I actually just deleted that. Did you? Time <laughs> yeah, to go get it again. I'll, I could probably just put in a restore item thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because I was like, I know none of my characters need mana. <laughs> what about the skull of the Mad Chief? Oh, the one that transports you across Draenor? Well, no, it runs. You run really fast when oh, you yeah, use it. Oh, yeah, run really fast. So if you remember back in the day, that's what got you from, if you went out to the street in front of your, uh, like, Walmart and, uh, was it Lion's Den or whatever it was there in Tanaris for the Alliance? Sure. If you ran out to that street that's in the middle pointed yourself towards Hellfire Citadel and used that skull, it would run you all the way down. Like, perfectly put you right there. It was awesome. Soon as flying came out, no longer need for that. So, But I'm glad, because I still have it. Having deleted that one, it's taking up ba- uh, bank space for me. Yeah. The Sassy Imp. I love it's my be Sassy a toy. Imp. It's going to be a toy. That's yeah. good news. It'll probably still only work in Draenor, but... Yeah, eh. still. Same with the bodyguard miniaturization device. I'm sure there's going to be an uh, equivalent of that for Legion, though. The Goran Log Roller. I haven't gotten this yet. I was reading about this. I want to go get this. Yeah. I haven't gotten it. I'm going to go ahead to get this because it's going to be a toy anyhow. Why as well? Aviana's Feather. Love it. That was our big quote-unquote flying or uh, falling with style, as <laughs> Toy Story says. Sure. The ever blooming frond, which I didn't, I didn't get that one. Did you get that one? Yeah, I have that one. I don't have that one. I need to go get that one. It restores health, but it only does that out of combat. So basically, yeah. it does the same thing as regular food, or just sitting around for a little bit. Well, it just speeds yeah, that process it it faster. The ogre brewing kit, which I have and never completed. You never completed? No, like you never brewed anything. Yeah, I brewed I, something once. And I'm like, okay, this is. It was lackluster for me. It was. It really bit. was. I kind of looked at it and was like, eh. The Tasty Talador Lunch, 
going to be a toy. Yeah. As well as the Spirit of Shinri. You see, that one I'm curious, is it still only going to work in Shadowman Valley? It's got to. That's a big horse, right? Looking thing? Yeah, it's like you mount it and you run really fast, but for like 10 seconds. Well, don't you remember they had the very same thing in Mop? Yeah. They had, there was that one dude sitting on the side. You go, he's on the side of a mountain. You go kill him. You get those reins. And people used to use that to run across the bridges to get over to Ordos. <laughs> or actually first to, uh, what was it? Flying Serpent Dude? Name, I forget it. Anyhow, who are you? But people used to use that to get across all that, so. The Whispers of Rivash, as well as Baroon's Bountiful Bloom. And, of course, the uh, Wormhole Centrifuge, which is an engineering toy or item. That's going to be converted over to a toy, so that's going to be out of your bags, which makes me really happy because my engineer has a, a lot of stuff like that in his bags. And Blingtron 5000 is getting converted to a toy. Yeah, that again excites me for the same reason. Yeah. Because a lot of times as an engineer, you make something that's cool, and now you're stuck with it in your bags. Stuck with it in your bags, and you know, that's something you want to do every day, which means you have to log onto that particular character to, you know, drop Blingtron and get the quest, but then once you do it, you can't do it in any of their characters. I don't know, Freck, if you're going to be able to access that. On any other character who doesn't have engineering. Oh, true. Yeah, because they could um, add a re- engineering requirement to be able to summon it. Yeah, I was saying the same thing like the magic carpet or flying yeah. carpet. If you're not a tailor, you can't use it. Oh, true. Yeah, it could be like that. Now, this update isn't just limited to Warlords of Draenor. It's actually going all the way back. So some of the items are getting converted to toys back from Mr. Pandaria. Stuff like the ash-covered horn. And the cursed Swabby helmet that lets you breathe underwater. Oh, that's what that one is. Yeah. yeah. I remember getting it. That was a hard one to get for me because I had to, like, yeah. had to walk on the ropes and stuff. That was difficult. Yeah. And the bottle tornado, I think that launches you up in the air. Yes. Yeah, in Pandaria. Yes, it does. Yep. Yeah. And then you have things like the sensor of eternal agony, the sun reaver beacon, the Kirantor beacon. I used to use that sun reaver beacon like all the time. So that's when it takes you back to the Sun Reavers kind of uh, area on the Isle of Thunder. So it's kind of like a free port to there, which had some daily quests. So daily quest hub in that area. Frank, one that you're probably excited about is the uh, chain pet leash. Absolutely. I know you like your pets. You like to chain I them do. up. I do like to uh, drag around on leashes. Oh, is that, oh, I thought that you chained them up or something. No, it's basically when you're walking with your pet, it falls you, right? Sure. But when you use one of the leashes, you know, either the ribbon one or the chain one, it just shows like a little thing connecting your hand to the pet where its collar would be. So it looks like you're taking them on a walk. Oh. Yeah. I, my pet's trained uh, to follow me off the leash. Well, yeah, they do, but on the leash just looks cool. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll take your word for that. <laughs> your, uh, your other favorite one is a turn-up punching bag from uh, Mop. That was another engineering thing. Yeah. Same for the wormhole generator for yep. Pandaria. And Bleentron 4000. 4000, so 5000 and 4000 go in the toy box. And also the helpful Wiki's Whistle. That's exciting. I miss using Wiki Whistles. Yeah, we didn't have anything really equivalent to that this expansion. No, we didn't. So what's going to happen? Is he going to bring you back still Mr. Pandaria yeah, I think materials it's gonna, probably? Because yep, I've used him since, and it's only it's, he still brings back the same stuff. You used him in Draenor? No. You have to go back to Mr. Oh, Pandaria. Oh, you have to Mr. Pandaria. Use it. 
Yeah, I kind of went back to my own little stomping grounds there and used it in the same spot I always used them at, which is like a little little area that had a bunch of uh, like dragonflies or something in it that you could kill very fast and Wiki would come back really fast. Essence of the Breeze is being converted, as well as the Hardened Shell. Man, I have that. I've never actually used it. The Hardened Shell? Yeah. You don't want to knock somebody off their mount or something? Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't work above level 94. Right. You have to be, I thought you have to be on Timeless Isle for it as well. No, not Timeless Isle. You might have, I don't even think it would be in Hedaria, but, you know, it's just a weird level restriction and we're not on a PvP server. Yeah, that's true. So we would never use it. The Salen Battle Banner, which if I remember is the one that actually summoned like the Salen dude, like he's like a lizard type dude and he like ran across. I used to use that thing all the time because it would actually pull aggro from me. Interesting. Oh, the Aqua Jewel is becoming a toy now that um, increases your swimming and gives you breath. Oh, yeah. 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 So we're going to have lots of toys that give you uh, breath control. I haven't checked the stats on that, so I don't know if it's usable anywhere else besides Mr. Pandaria, though. You've got your Eternal Warrior Sigil, your Battle Horn, the Ancient Pandaren Fishing Charm. And one that I'm more excited about is your uh, angler's fishing raft. Oh, that allows you to travel on water. Yeah, it's it's your raft mount, if you yeah. will. It's that stays in my bags because I fish. Yeah, so, better than that if you're trying to get a school that's a little bit off the shore, right? Yeah, or anything. So I'm really glad that that's leaving my bag because that does take up valuable bag space. One that you have back from Cataclysm here, Freckleface, is the innkeeper's daughter. Isn't that that extra hearth? No, it's not an extra hearth. It's just a different hearth. Oh, different hearth. Okay. Yeah. But Okay, well, now it's a toy. Like, when you use it, sometimes you'll summon the ghost of the innkeeper's daughter. She kind of follows you around for a little bit. When I'm happy about the looter ring, I use that all the time. That's the one that just, you hit it and it loots everything in your AOE vicinity. Yeah. So you don't have to be in loot range of something. You just hit that looter ring. I actually got that key bound to uh, my mouse. Oh, true. Gnomish Gravity Well. Uh, it's another engineering item. Burgie Blackheart's Handsome Hat being converted into a toy. That's the one that uh, drops from Fashir. Oh, okay. I was wondering which one. I just I forgot about that one. Yeah, that one's a transformation item. Oh, and then the Rainbow Generator. I have that. I'm totally excited this is being a toy because that just means more people will use it. Yes. I have that as a trinket, but never use it. Because you have to equip it. And, like, when are you going to equip a, you know, a useless trinket for combat? The only time I've ever done it is when we were, uh, we call it, we were just running Dragon Soul to run Dragon Soul on, like, LFR. We had a group and we all rainbow generated. Yeah. So that was it. <laughs> it was the only time I've ever used it. That's exciting. Going back to Wrath of the Lich King, the Ethereal Portal, the Wormhole Generator, which is the engineering one. Yeah, another pet leash, your red ribbon pet leash is also being turned into a toy. The Schools of Arcane Magic Mastery. Now, this is an item that if you read all of the books in Dalarian, do you remember me doing this? It took me a while. Yes, I do. You, you, that was our first. We talked about it because you did the cross-realm hopping to get it all done. Yeah, I did. 
But this item takes you from, um, it takes you up to a secret room in Dollaran. Oh. And you have to be in Dollaran to go there. It's not going to work as an extra port or a hearth or anything like that. That kind of stinks because I was just thinking with Dollaran being so central in this yeah. nice expansion, that would be kind of cool. But yeah, oh well. that's so cool though. Oh, and Molly, the uh, mailbox is going to be a toy. Is it Molly or Molly? I think it's Molly. I, like, I think it's Molly. Oh, from uh, Wally. Wally. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you that one. The chef's hat that speeds up your cooking is going to be a toy rather than a hat you have to equip. I don't think I ever got that. Oh, you should. I, you I, have to do dailies and dollar in. I did. Oh, no, I didn't. Wait. I don't remember. I'll have to go back and look. And your rope pet leash. I think all the pet leashes are being turned into yeah, toys. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Going back even further to the Burning Crusade. Engineering stuff like the Ultra Safe Transporter, the Dimensional Ripper. Both of those are being turned into toys. A lot of those are just those transporter things, the yeah. portals that engineers can make. Yeah, the Dimensional Ripper is fun because it, it's not just a teleport base. It takes you to Area 52, but sometimes you'll get a random um, transformation item. Uh, like oh, you'll be yeah. transformed into the evil version of yourself or the, <laughs> the good version of yourself or a different creature. The Eternal Black Diamond Ring, which is uh, that's sold by uh, Harris Pilton. Remember that tune? Yeah. And uh, Don Carlos's famous hat. That's another one I missed. I should go back and try to get that one if it's still available. The Noble Eternal Elementium Signet, also sold by Harris Pilton. The X-52 rocket helmet, which I have in love. It's one of those that shoots you up in the air. Only You can only use it up in the old... Outland. Outlands. Yeah, I've had hours of fun with that thing. Right? Yes, because I would go up, like, get on one of the floating rock debris things outside of one of one of the continents. And you just know? shoot yourself just up shoot in the air? Shoot myself yeah. up and then go, you know, fall into the void. Yep. Or, or do the same thing in the Grand. I would just use it to just go... Just to go? Just time to go. Boom. Go. But it just shoots you straight up. How does that make you go? I win. It's just I'm... a dramatic exit. Yeah. Time to go. Boom. Screw <laughs> you guys. I'm out of here. <laughs> and then you come awkwardly floating back down. <laughs> uh, you guys are still here. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so <laughs> that's funny right there. Going all the way back to vanilla, the ultra safe transporter. Uh, that's an engineering recipe from Gadget Stan. And another Dimensional Ripper, another engineering recipe. So a lot of these engineering, like we said, all these engineering recipes that port you around are being made into toys, which I think is phenomenal. It's good and it's bad. One thing that makes me sad is, you know, these are all things that I have a specific memory tied into getting. And I have different tunes that are able to go different places. You know, I know my rogue can go pretty much anywhere because she's an engineer. She has all these Dimensional Rippers and the wormholes. But none of my other tunes can. I don't think they will be able to still. Because you don't think, of the, no, oh, I think limitations will be there. Yeah, but things like, I don't know, things that my mage has gotten. You know, she got the one from Dollaran. Right, the higher learning thing yeah. or whatever. Well, I get it. I get the nostalgia of this tune has this, and now they're going to be shared across all your tunes. But that's, I mean, we've asked for that. Yeah, we have. And it, it'll be less to keep track of. Which tune has what? 
Yeah, it's one of those things where we ask for something, Blizzard makes it happen, then we kind of go, oh, now you broke nostalgia. Yeah. You know, it's like we 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 sometimes forget that what we ask for, Blizzard will deliver, and then we go, well, that's not really what we meant. Yeah. Now, what I've noticed is missing from this is items from Pandaria and from uh, before that is the, the trinkets that would uh, summon something to fight for you. Like the, the puppies. Exactly. The crated kidnapped puppies, yeah. like the bottled tornado. Like the, the whirling sword, things like that. And I've noticed in my bag those used to be trinkets with, you know, Mr. Pandaria equivalent stats. And mm. now there's no stats to it. Mm. It's just a trinket that does this on the 10 minute cooldown. Yeah, which to me indicates that there's a work in progress and they're doing something and we should yeah. expect something pretty cool soon. I don't know. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe it could be like an extra companion slot. Companion slot. Yeah. You would equip a companion with a trinket? No, just like an extra, like there's a trinket slot, and then there's a, a summon something to fight for you slot, you know? Oh. And out of that, you could pick whatever's not on cooldown. <laughs> don't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see that one. I never do. <laughs> But the big news there is we are reclaiming bag space, which we've all just needed to do for so long, ever since the beginning of the game. That just goes to show that anytime they put a limit, even if it's a you know a bag space limit, because there's a limit on bag spaces, we'll hit that limit pretty quick and then be begging for no limit on whatever it is. So this is a way to help us out there, amongst many other ways that Blizzard's doing that. So kudos to them. Can't wait to see that coming up here in Legion which is only months away from now. So really looking forward to that. Folks, you think you're pretty good at WoW. You think you know some stuff? Well, why don't you come on the show and challenge either Freckleface or myself to a round of AOE. It's a little game show we do here on HearthCast. We ask you five questions. All the answers are numerical in answer. You don't have to be exactly right to win. You just have to be closer than either Freckleface or myself. Now, for showing up and playing, we'll throw some curse premium your way just for doing that. If you happen to win, we'll throw some loot crate your way. And there might even be some extra special sauce on top of that for any of our more recent winners that happen in the next couple months. So if that doesn't uh, pique your interest, I don't know what will. But if it does, shoot us an email over podcast at hearthcast.com and let us know that you want to play a round of HearthCast AOE. We're very excited. What about? Uh, the upcoming WoW cookbook. You know what I'm excited about? What? This delicious caramel macchiato. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't finished it yet? I have not. I'm three quarters of the way through, though, which means okay. that's a lot for venti in this amount of time. <laughs> so, Wild Cookbook, you wild say? Wild Cookbook. Oh, okay. I love cooking. You do? You, you do? You are a phenomenal cook. Thank you. Although I did not get my, uh, what was it, dirt puppies? Mud puppies. Yet. Oh. <laughs> puppy chow. Oh, puppy chow. Yeah. What's the difference between puppy chow and mud puppies? I think it's Nothing. Yeah, oh, you like, mean... Uh, Muddy Buddies? No, no, Muddy uh, Buddies. Yeah, I think that's the commercial version of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's all the same thing. It's the same thing. Just yeah. colloquialisms. Yep. So yet, huh, you say? Like puppies and bunnies. Someone tried to tell me that a baby 
rabbit is a bunny. It's not. What is it? A kitten. Really? Yeah. Or a kit. A kitten or a kit. No, a kit is a fox. It's also a name for a baby rabbit. Bunnies is just like what we call rabbits as a kind of slang word. Tango Indigo Lima. T-I-O. Okay. For the uninitiated. Yeah. Thank you, Reddit. Reddit root. <laughs> Reddit root, really? I'm in an alliteration. <laughs> All right, so this wild cookbook. What wild about cookbook. It? All right, so it's being released on October 18th. So I have to wait a while. Yeah, you can pre-order, I think. I'm sure you can. Um, $35 is the list price. So here's the description. Revitalize your raid group with Azroth's most scrumptious treats, featuring recipes for Horde and Alliance favorites such as Dirge's Kickin' Kimarok Chops and Fresh Loaves of Mulgore Spice Bread, World of Warcraft, the official cookbook, teaches you how to conjure up a fantastical menu of foods inspired by Blizzard Entertainment's beloved massively multiplayer online role-playing game. The book's vast and varied selection of colorful recipes offers something for everyone. Whether you're an apprentice cook or a master chef, a plant-loving druid or an orc hankering after beer-basted boar ribs, this tome of exquisite delicacies also includes a few tasty recipes for brew, including Great Father Winter's Ale, Jungle Vine Wine, and Wintervale Eggnog. Kudos to whoever wrote that. <laughs> it's like, that is brilliant. It makes fun to buy it, right? It does. It really, does. really does. Now, one thing to point out, this is not the first cookbook we've ever seen for WoW. No. There are some unofficial ones out there. Um, on that caveat tour, because uh, some of the ones we saw looked pretty spammy. So just, or at the very least, you know, very outdated website. Yeah, like from nineteen eighty-two, maybe. <laughs> um, I've also seen some one-off recipes, like posted to Twitter or Pinterest or Facebook or any other social media site. And Frack, you and I here on this very show, we uh, we attempted a segment for for cooking. We did, yeah. If I recall right, it was some Torin burgers, and they they sounded delicious. I really wanted to try them. I, I didn't, but I really did. And I can't help but think of all the times we've been out with our WoW meetup group and we've made some kind of reference to the food we're eating as being WoW food. We've been somewhere hungry and wanted someone to conjure a manna table. or Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like you said, list price for this book is uh, 35 bucks. It's coming out in October, in middle of October, October 18th. You know what's going to make me laugh? What's that? If they include some really gross recipes. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of the WoW recipes don't sound that great. No, they don't. Not really. Like gooey spider cake. Mm. What about mm. last week's mammoth? Ugh. Anytime you have rotten meat as an ingredient, it's probably not going to be good. <laughs> it's like we used to have like, I don't know. You ne- never go to like a buffet that has a stew at the end of the week. <laughs> Ooh, <okay. laughs> Don't ever have the stew on a Friday. It's all I'm saying. <laughs> I went to a restaurant one time and uh, it was a, there was a sandwich. It was called like Chef's Call or something like that. And I asked the waiter, I'm like, well, what is that? Because it was not, it was like one of the more uh, inexpensive things in the menu. I'm like, well, what is this Chef's Call? It's like anything Chef wants to do. 
And I was about to order it. And the guy at my table was like, you don't want to order that. <laughs> I was like, why not? It's just going to be anything that they have to get rid of is going to go in that sandwich, man. So if they're down to like, you know, three pieces of this one kind of bizarre meat, that's going to be on the sandwich. Yeah, or, you know, the, the chef wants to try something, quote, creative. Like last special I ordered, it was a steak and jelly sandwich. Like a Monte Cristo? Kind of. Okay. It wasn't yeah. great. Like it was like steak and cheese and then jelly with, with like the solid grapes. And it just picking all the grapes off ah. of it. And I was like, this were, is fine without it. Were they at least seedless? Yeah. Okay. I limit myself to one Monte Cristo a decade. <laughs> I used to love those when we had Bennigan's around here. Right? They all yeah. closed down. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, a Monte Cristo is basically a uh, deep fried jelly donut around uh piece. It's like a it's like you take a ham and cheese sandwich. Right. And and then deep fry it. And then serve with jelly on the side. A lot of and, times jelly's in the powder, middle of it. With powdered sugar. No, you know, powdered sugar's on top of it and you dip it in jelly. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Heart attack on a plate. But. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about the sickly-looking fish? Wouldn't it be great if the the book had that in it? <laughs> you just turn the page, it's like sickly-looking fish. What would that recipe look like? I don't know. Find a sickly-looking fish, maybe, serve it. Maybe <laughs> salmon without the pink dye in it. Oh, that's that natural. No, they na- don't naturally look pink. They dye them look pink. It's all natural. That's what I'm saying. Like, that would taste okay. It would just look weird. The eyeballs still be in it. Yeah. Oh, seriously, though. So here's my issue with cookbooks, right? You're limited to the ingredients that you can find in a grocery store. And you just can't make something that exotic with your local ingredients. Yeah, you're not going to run down and find a rat for like dig rat well, stew. Well, no. But like if you wanted to make, you know, a fantastic Thai dish, for example, you'd have to go to a grocery store that had Thai food. You yeah, know, you the need- different spices and things that aren't going to be sold in regular grocery stores. So I had, I wanted to make one time, I wanted to make this like udon noodle soup. Okay. Which is, uh, I think, Japanese. Is that right? I think, I think it's Japanese. So. It's got the wide noodles. Yeah, the wider yeah. noodles. And so I went to an Asian uh, supermarket close to my house. And I walk in. There's like a little, little. I'm, just please. This is, I'm not trying to be racist. There's a little, like probably 98-year-old Asian lady there. Like really itty-bitty. Like maybe four or five. Okay. You know? And I walk in, and I'm confused because if you've you know if you've never been to an Asian supermarket, they're not laid out like any other thing I've ever seen. It's kind of weird. You walk in, there's like dead crabs staring at you, and so obviously I stuck out, you know. And so she looked at me. She's like, "Oh, honey, how I help you?" I'm like, "Um, I wanted to make some udon noodle soup. Oh, you come with me." And she like takes me around the store. I have no idea what I bought. No idea. I know I had some udon noodles. <laughs> And she's just like pulling stuff off the shelf and putting it in my little basket. You put all this in there and you do that. And she gave me like what to do, how to do it, which I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. But that soup was delicious. I don't know what I bought. You just figured out? You just threw everything together? She told me you threw all this in here, do this, do that. And, you know, then put all this into the, the and she's like, cook this in this bowl, put noodles in this one and uh, saute this over here. But And then combine it all at the last minute and then you're good to go. Mm. It was delicious. That sounds yummy. It really was, but it was just, it was scary to me because I had no idea what I was buying. Well, outside your comfort zone, is always scary. I know one of them was yeah. fungus. Mm. It said fungus on the side. Well, we eat fungus sometimes. It, well, I did. That's all right. I'm like, I ain't telling anybody what I'm putting in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
served it up. People are like, oh, that is so good. I'm like, I'm never making this again. <laughs> it's got fungus in it. It has poisoned my whole family. I was looking at their uh, expert that they published. And it looked a little bit generic. Like there's a, a sweet potato cake with some caramel sauce on it. And it doesn't look super different than what you'd find in a regular cookbook. You told me this publishing company had another one, another cookbook. Yes. For another game. They also, well, not a game. They also did a cookbook for Game of Thrones. See, I want to get the Game of Thrones one, and uh-huh. I'm gonna get the WoW one, and I want to bet. You want to bet another uh, cup of coffee that I'm no, done with here? No, I don't want to buy a Game of Thrones cookbook. <laughs> I'm thinking that it's, it's it's like page for page identical except for the titles. Probably. <laughs> it's like uh, like one of them would be like, you know, let's say like uh, dragon eggs for the Game of Thrones. Yeah. And then you look on. Uh, on the wow one, it's like Ultraxian eggs. Something like that. No, I mean, okay, so I'm like halfway through the first Game of Thrones book. Eggs of Alexstrasza. And they mentioned, they mentioned food a lot, but it all sounds like something we would eat. They're like, uh-huh. like they have ribs crusted with garlic and herbs. Well, here, okay, here's the thing. We went through this list of food from all the items. Like, we went all the way back on food per level, and there's not a lot. I mean, it looks like there's some things that were catered to undead. And we purposely went through to try to find some of the weirder, grosser ones out there. But most of them, you know, it's like some of them are like bat wings. Well, we eat chicken yeah. wings. And, and yeah. these, have you seen the size of bats in this game? They're large. That's true. I wouldn't mind having a bat wing. Yeah, I need a bat wing. Okay, so it's like the same. It's like a chicken or wing. Or like frog legs. We eat frog legs sometimes. Oh, frog legs are good. And Tastes like chicken. They do. Well, a little slimier. But anyhow. Yeah, and um, there's a recipe in there for the Iron Forge rations. Yes. And other than the use of haggis, which I've never had and I've heard it's weird. That's on my list to try. I haven't had okay. it yet either. But it looked basically just like sloppy joes. Like the it it was bread kind of hollowed out and then the meat that was kind of in a in a stew like sloppy joes or a manwich. So here's my thing. Okay. Okay. So let's say we get this cookbook. We we could even like host a party. Like let's say, you know, we invite the people that, you know, locally who play well and say, Okay, I'm gonna throw this dinner party. I'm going to make all these wow foods. If I didn't tell people it was wow themed, how many of these recipes do you think would actually look like Warcraft foods? Zero. They'd all look like like normal foods, yeah. right? It's yeah. just kinda of name different. Right. I yeah. mean the meatloaf is meatloaf. You call it, you know, Dollar and meatloaf. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you don't actually rather see them sold in a cookbook? What's that? Stencils. Oh, I've seen some of those on Etsy. True. Yeah. I've made a couple things, or at least attempted to, that were supposed to be WoW-related. That would have been better if I had had better artistic ability. Like cupcakes I made. There were Hearthstone cupcakes. You mean Hearthstone cupcakes? You also made Warlock uh, cupcakes? Warlock uh, Hellstone cupcakes yes. you made one year? Yes. So the Hearthstone cupcakes, I had a cream cheese frosting. Is that what it was? Yes. Something like the cream mm. cheese. Okay. And then I had uh, blue frosting with a um, just a regular frosting tip. And I just tried to do a swirl. And the first few that I did kind of came out jagged. So I put those in the bottom of my carrier. And then as I went on, I got a little better drawing the little swirl thing. But I wasn't able to do the uh, the gray tent, you know, as well as I could have and with the hellstone the warlock cookies if you look at that image so it's the swirls of different colors of green there's like a very light neon green and there's a darker one well getting the swirls is tricky you know 
so what I ended up doing is having the base frosting, like this neon green, and then I found these big uh, M&Ms. They're the peanut butter ones, I think. So they're a little bigger than standard M&Ms. And uh, just picked up the green ones in there and put those on top of the frosting. So with the effect that they, they passed for Warlock cookies. I thought you had some green sprinkles on there, too. Maybe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. But it's it's one of those things, like, if I told people, oh, these are Warlock cookies, they'd go like, oh, okay, I could see that. But it wasn't super obvious, especially if you didn't know what you're looking for. Right. Yeah, you walked up and you're like, oh, those are green cupcakes. Those are cool. What is it, St. Patrick's Day? No, yeah. these, these are Warlock cookies. Oh, oh yeah, yeah exactly, I see exactly. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to see them sell things that were more about the decorating aspect because that is what is going to make it look like something Warcraft or not. Or having different molds. Like I know they have like a, a Hearthstone ice cube tray in the Blizzard store. I haven't used it. It seems eh. like that's kind of limited. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's really funny because you went to, I think, anyhow, you went to baking decorations. Stencils and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. My mind immediately went to shish kebab holders oh like you know like a, a good torn shish kebab with like you know at the end of the stick it could be like horde symbols and torn symbols or whatnot oh that'd be neat yeah within uh the other thing i was thinking of is a grill tray uh-huh. with like the horde alliance symbols on it you put the steak on it and it sears that symbol into the steak Oh, that'd be neat. Yeah. Yeah. It's a million dollar idea right there. Blizzard, there you go. <laughs> there you go. You sear that bad boy in. <laughs> or they could just do real simple and make me a a waffle replacement. You know, you can take the, if you have a waffle iron, you can take the, the, the cast iron parts out. Some of them you can, you can flip them over to it so it's a flat side. Some are like the waffle side. Okay. Make some inserts for that that are the Horde Alliance. And now you're making I'll Horde make Alliance. Yeah. 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 yeah, man. Neat. Get you a Horde waffle. The horde symbol? You'd have waffles every morning. You would. Oh. Or Alliance. Or Hearthstone. Or Diablo. Or Overwatch. You could just have them all. Yeah, and you can make like blueberry syrup or raspberry syrup, depending on which one you're picking. Okay, now you're taking it too far. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> if you're undecided, you could put the horde symbol on one side, the alliance symbol on the other. You'd have, you know, just flip it over yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's good, good times. And you can do paninis that way. Yeah, that's true. So now you have a horde sandwich. <laughs> Walk around your office with a horde sandwich. Do you think we should do a uh, Julia and Julia type thing with this uh, WoW cookbook? Um, at, least, at least go through the cookbook and attempt every recipe oh, and photograph no. it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Let's do that. It'd make for some good tweets in here, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I can fake it one night and be like, meatloaf, me like, dollar red meatloaf. <laughs> yeah, I'm at that point where I really want to learn to cook new things, but I'm lacking in motivation. Like, I need something to push me. Yeah. And I get on and I get on the internet and try to find new things, and I just get a little overwhelmed by the uh, sheerness of it all. I introduced my family to uh, chicken and waffles last night. You never had it before? They had never had it before. Oh. And it did not go over so well. My son <laughs> loved it. Everybody else was like... Well, I don't get the allure. Sweet and savory. Yeah. Can't argue that. I know. So, yeah, whatever. It's all good. I had some, so. <laughs> well, where did you get the fried chicken from? You told me it was too long of a wait. Well, I still got it from going. Publix. So oh. when I went to Publix, which is a local grocery store here, they normally sell 
the the pieces, I guess, like yeah. a, a box of X amount. They had whole chicken. They didn't have the pieces and parts part. And the guy's like, oh, it's going to be 25 minutes. So right beside him was uh, like an a la carte. So it had like yeah. wings in one. It had the breasts in another. It had legs in another. It had thighs in another. And it had chicken wings in another. I'm like, give me two, 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 and two, 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 two. Oh, fried? Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if that's part of the reason I didn't go over there well. Because like I know their wings and their thighs have slightly different seasoning. I thought it was delicious. Well, sure, but you know, if it's a little bit spicier, and normally no, no, no chicken spice. waffles isn't. It's all plain. Because oh. he had the choice of spicy or plain. Oh, okay. So I went all plain. I don't know. Yeah. Because the majority of my household is like plain, and then you have my daughter who's like sriracha. <laughs> <laughs> we went to a Mexican restaurant for uh, my eight-year-old niece's uh, birthday. Um, they had a mariachi band. It was amazing. Nice. Um, I had three nieces. Uh, from my brother, the littlest one is a year and a half. She took one of the salsa bowls that was out for the chicken and for the chips, yeah. put out, and just drank it, <gasps> just straight up, just like chugged the salsa. Hardcore, hardcore. <laughs> Did she like wig out? Like no, she loved it. They had to pull it away from her. Yeah, that gooey spider cake is going to be really good for her. <laughs> be like, eh, freckle feet, give me some gooey spider cake. <laughs> Well, Frank, we've got some time to uh, prep the kitchen, as it were, before October rolls around. This is just another thing in this whole, this blizzard dropping stuff on us. They're trying to take my money. And they're doing a good job of it. I was like, ain't trying, hon. <laughs> <laughs> they be on China. They're trying to take my money. No, they are taking your money. <laughs> they just set up a direct deposit, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> call you bank look if anybody from blizzard calls just, just say yes it's fine whatever yeah <laughs> so i am uh looking forward to anything that you create or we create together we have to rent the kitchen i have a buddy who's got a kitchen oh fun yeah I'll talk to him. he owns a couple of restaurants <gasps> smaller restaurants but he's got a kitchen that he rents out to like um caterers and stuff oh i see so i could talk to him his yeah. name's joey i mean who doesn't a guy named joey's got to own a restaurant well business, sure right? Right, joey so yeah. i'll talk to joey you remember our kung fu elvis yes yeah he uh he's really good friends with joey so oh, i will okay. i will see if joey can rent us or lend us his uh his kitchen for some of this he might even be able to help us make some of this stuff that would be choice looking forward to it freck I have a situation. Uh-oh. Here over the last, I don't know, couple of weeks, you and I have been playing Diablo. We're going through season, whatever season. Yeah. yeah. Whatever season it says we're doing it. We're not like hardcore running through it, but we're cranking. Every time we get in there, we have a blast. Hey, we've been on expert mode. We're about to crank it up to Torment. Yeah. Level zero, one, whatever it, it is. Starts at one, yeah. Right. Been having a blast in this. It is a huge, f- great stress release. Like I, I hit a guy and I knocked him out of his skin. Yeah, that's disgusting. It was disgustingly but it awesome. Was awesome. Yeah, I hit a guy and he like he flew into the air and like had three seconds hang time. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's awesome. It is. It is. Uh, you know, if it, I'm having you know, IRL is not a little, a little stressful here lately. And it is, I'm having a blast playing this. And so I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, self, you should involve Mrs. Root in Diablo. Now, 
little bit of background here. My wife is a conservative person, borderline ultra-conservative. So I've got to come up with a plan here, Freck. And what does Jeremy like to do for fun? That's a great question. Well, she does yoga every single day. In the mornings, yes. And she's also a teacher. Yes. So she's very disciplined. Very. She does yoga in the mornings, like at, yeah, five o'clock in the mornings. Yeah. Gets up at five to do yoga before going to her stressful job. Yep. And uh, grades papers. Night, yeah. You know, does teacher stuff. Cooks nights. for you guys. She co- Well, the kids do some cooking too, but mainly Ten. her. Yeah. yeah. Shops. Shops. Um, does wifely duties around the house and whatnot. Um, on a nights that we uh, have gathered to play like hots on a Sunday nights when she's sharpening all the pencils for her class. Oh yeah, that's always fun. <laughs> in the same room that I'm in. She does this so the kids have no excuse. She sharpens like 50 pencils. Like, I get it. I mean, that was always like an excuse to get up. Like, oh, I gotta sharpen my pencil. Here you go. <laughs> so she eliminates that. She didn't have a pencil sharpener. Side note, my dad, uh, when he was teaching ROTC and teaching a course on uh, bomb making. Fun. The first day of class, he'd have another teacher come in. And in front of all the class, he would whisper, whisper some stuff to the other guy. And they'd point at the pencil sharpener. And then the guy would leave. Nobody ever sharpened a pencil in that class. <laughs> and there was nothing done to the pencil sharpener. <laughs> The last just day, to psych him out. The last day of class, it, it was basically the entire uh, lesson on terrorism. Oh. It was just like, you, you got, everybody was afraid to use a pencil sharpener yeah. because you thought, since this was a bomb-making class, that the pencil sharpener was right. Anyhow, I want to get my wife to play Diablo. And uh, I got some plans here that I've, I've hashed right, out. Right. So this one, I call this one Plan A. It's Plan A here. My, okay. my, it's, it's the direct approach. I'm just going to buy it. I'm going to download it. I'm going to install it on the computer. I'm going to have it ready to go at the character selection screen. And uh, right after dinner, I'm going to sit her down and say, let's go. Let's go play Diablo. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. You give it me a blank work. look. Uh, well, oh, are you looking for feedback? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's possible. Less less room to kind of wiggle around if he's just ready to go. I'm just thinking it's ready. Just go. Ready to go. Yep. All right. Well, if that doesn't work, I've got uh, I got plan B here. Okay. Uh, plan B is what I call the tell it like it is approach. All right. So I'm going to tell her about the fun I'm having uh, playing Diablo with my friends. And I'm going to let her know that if she wants to have any fun like that, uh, that she should just get on board the Diablo train because uh, if not, she's just, she's she's a loser. She's, she's missing, missing out. out. Missing out, yeah. Mm, I don't think it's going to work. If she doesn't already feel like she's missing something, then you're not going to convince her otherwise. Huh. All right, so direct approach. Tell like it is approach. I, I have a plan C. Okay. This is what I call the information overload approach. I'm going to talk to her about buying this game day in and day out. I'm going to talk to her about the game every day. The fun I'm having in the game, how much it costs, how much I'm saving because it's a one-time type game. And then I'm going to talk about it so much, Freck, that she's going to think I've already bought it and already downloaded and already installed it on the computer. And she's going to be like, whoa, where is this? Okay. Pique her interest a little bit. Yeah. Get her to... Flutter with information. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. 
Right. Well, I've I've got a plan. A plan D. Okay. Good. I've thought this through. This All is right. really thought this through. This is called my uh, reverse intervention approach. So you, you know, Siren, my son, just graduated high school. Big kid. He also has a. Diablo he just graduated. Account. Yeah. Oh, he's going to college. Uh, yeah, after the summer. Uh, yeah. I used to babysit him. Yeah, <laughs> you did. That's correct. That's crazy. Forgot about that. Anyhow, um, son plays. So I figure if I get my daughter to play, which I'll just tell her she has to, and she'll she'll buy that. <laughs> well, I'll leverage her iPhone or something. Oh, you want your iPhone? Play Diablo. Done. See, she's easy. Okay, but is she gonna be enthusiastic about it? It doesn't matter. Okay. So, son's playing, daughter's playing, wife comes into the room and sees my son, my daughter, and me all playing Diablo. And your daughter's like, Mom, they're making me play this game. I don't play it. No, she wouldn't say that. Because I, I, I would ban her from saying that. I, I would say, you uh. have to, to look like you're having it. She's an actress. <laughs> I would say, your role, it's a role-playing game here. So you to, to look like you're having fun. Yeah. All yeah. right. See, all or, right. Either that or no iPhone. Yeah, so that's wow. all yeah. part of Yeah, yeah. And then my wife will see us all having this great time, feel kind of left out. Yeah. And then she'll be like, well, hook me down. I want to play. That's probably the best idea so far. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think she'll respond to, you know, family time. Ah, yeah, family yeah. time. Yeah, good, yeah. good. Yeah. Mm. But if she doesn't, I do have a plan E. This is my final last ditch. If nothing else works, this is what I'm going to do. Okay. I call this the first time is free approach. So I'm going to let her sit at my computer. Let her play Diablo with some mutual friends that we have. Get her on the chat. Explain her what the buttons are. Let her pick a tune. Let her pick a character. You know, everything easy. Show her how fun it can actually be. Slow introduction. And then ask her, hey, is this something you might enjoy doing on a regular basis with our friends on chat, on the voice chat, and uh, our son, maybe our daughters, the family, just everybody in here. Would that be something you might enjoy? Yeah, that could work. Now, during this explore time, you're saying she's on your account? She'd be on my account. Yeah, for the very first time, yeah. Yeah. You know what I would suggest? What would you suggest? I would suggest taking over a chore that she normally does. Oh. Right? Like, what does she normally do? Like, mop the floor? Okay. You say, I'll mop your floor. If while I'm doing so, you sit at my computer and you just check out Diablo. Because otherwise, you are asking her to do something for you, but she's like, oh, well, we want to play after dinner, but I have to cook all these things, and I have to yeah. clean up the dishes, yeah, there's always chores. wipe down the counters. So you take over, for example, the cleaning up aspect after dinner and let her give her extra time. All right. That would work to a point. I have mm-hmm. to have somebody on the in the game with her, like you or Cannon Face or Sniper or any of other friends who play. To guide her, because here's why. Okay. I tried this in WoW. I'm like, here's my garrisons. I need you to do my garrison chores. We're going to swap chores. You do my garrison chores, I'm going to go do your chores. I'm going to do the kitchen and clean the dishes, do all this, right? I go out. I wash the dishes. I put the dishes in the dishwasher. I clean. I every, It's spotless. It's beautiful. I walk in. She's still sitting at the mission table. Hasn't completed a single mission. I'm like, what, what are you doing? She goes, well, I don't know. Like you, you didn't, you didn't yeah, click complete. This, <laughs> she didn't click a button. 
Do I need someone to guide Well, it's a lot harder to just jump in now if you don't understand. It's, it's a much bigger world. Yeah. One thing. And the interface, you know, using add-ons, she's not familiar with it. It might seem like it's self-explanatory to someone else, but not her. Whereas, like, Diablo, like, it just guides you. Yeah, you make true. a new character, you know exactly where to go. Like, you, you start out in the path. Outside New Tristram, there's, there's only one way to go. Yep. You just go. You got arrow and all the that. Quest. And, yeah. Well, I'm going to try it. One of my one of my uh, plans here is going to work, I think. Okay. But I wasn't 100% sure. So I asked people uh, for some advice on how to get my wife to play. And this is what some of them had to say. Carmen says, tell her it could be a way for you guys to spend time together, level new tunes together, and let her have fun and learn about the lore and stuff. Jason says, say this, girls aren't any good at games. Fastest leveling ever. Motivation is everything. Akiba says, tell her the clothes are incredible and she can make jewelry. Kayla says, I was a non-gamer when my hubby got me into it. What got me was him playing up all the different things you can do in the game. I'd watch him play, but I didn't realize how expansive it was. Maybe try that. And if all fails, go for the classic. You couldn't keep up with me anyway. Tanya says, nothing beats playing side-by-side PCs and working together in game. We used to put some music on and level together. Start new characters together and show her how fun it can be. I used to love it so much. Best gaming days ever. Andrew says, remember this one fact. You are a couple that are trying new experiences together. Try something she's interested in as well. Sharing experiences in anything is a good thing. Jennifer says, In all honesty, I would suggest you create a character together. Let her pick it, explain the background, lore, etc. with each class. Have her watch you a little bit, explain how you move, etc. For someone who is a non-gamer or plays consoles, only computer-based game with keyboard mouse can be daunting. This game can be visually gorgeous with a fantastic storyline, and that may be enough to pull her into it. Monica says, if she is willing to log into her own account and try, congrats. You have a supportive wife, and that's half the battle. The key will be letting her explore what appeals to her and having options. Show her lots of things, but then listen for feedback and try to give her more of what she responds to. If you have friends she gets along with, don't shy away from voice chats where social humor and interaction can increase the enjoyment for certain personality types. And definitely pamper her with time and attention in-game, as well as patience, so she associates it as something to do together. In the end, you won't be disappointed too much if it's not for her. Bradley says, in reality, there's no perfect answer or advice. Pitch the points of how the game is fun, relaxing, a way to spend time together. There's really nothing else you can do but try and get her involved slowly and let her figure out whether she wants to play it or not. We thank you all for that fantastic advice. And that was only like a third of what people had to say. A lot of it was the same. A lot of it was just one sentences that were also stated in a lot of those uh, things that we used tonight. A lot of positive feedback in there. So I really do appreciate everybody for that. I wouldn't recommend telling her that she's not going to be good at it as a way to (laughs) (laughs) get her to uh, love a lot of spite. Well, I mean, in in marriages and in relationships, competitiveness sometimes does play a factor. So if you play that role. If that's a personality. But it's not not hers. And if it's not hers, then it's not going to work. 
I'd be like, you'll never be as good as me. And she's like, yeah, no. And that would be it. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you're right. I'm fine. Yeah. You read my book. <laughs> I'll out-yoga you. Oh, she can out-yoga me. I, I can't even do it. Here's the thing. I'm so out of yoga. Like, she has this one that's called, it's really cool. It's all, she gets them all on YouTube. Mm-hmm. There's one that's called, like, uh, Relax and Refresh or something like that. It's super simple. Uh, this lady does yoga and she's got a dog named Peanut and Peanut's like in most of the videos. Mm-hmm. And this one, it's just stretching and it wears me out. <laughs> Yoga's difficult. I'm like, I don't want to. It's not just stretching. It's, it's supporting your body in ways that you're not used to supporting it. Yeah. And it uh, kills me. Yeah. She's like, hey, let's do the relax one. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Too tired to relax. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's about right. Yeah. Again, we want to thank all of our supporters on Patreon, our friends and followers on Facebook and Twitters. Thanks for all the support we've gotten from you guys, whether it be in uh, the physical sense, the Twitter sense, the Facebook sense, the message sense, any sense. We all thank you so much for that. While you're out and about, don't forget to head on over to iTunes. Give us a rating there. Give us some comments. Let us know how we're doing. That's how we kind of rate ourselves and figure out what we're doing, if what we're doing is working. And it also lets other people know if this show would be something they'd enjoy. While you're shopping for your wow goodies, the books, the vinyl pops, the figures. Cookbooks. The cookbook. Head on over to hearthcast.com slash Amazon. That's our affiliate link. Help supports the show without costing you a dime. And as we close this show, we want to thank all of you for listening. We'd love to hear your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Our email is podcast at hearthcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at hearthcastfreck and at hearthcastroot, or just head on over to our Hearthcast Facebook page. You can support Hearthcast by using our Amazon link at hearthcast.com slash Amazon. You can save $3 off your Loot Crate by visiting LootCrate.com forward slash HearthCast and using the offer code HearthCast at checkout. Our Patreon page can be found at Patreon.com slash EIPS. And remember, Curse Premium will keep all your in-game add-ons up to date automatically. Please visit HearthCast.com for podcast archives, show information, and more. Until next time, this has been Root. And Freckleface. This podcast is part of the D20 Grip Network.